Steve Austin. Welcome to Grapple Rap Wrestling News. Of course, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. This is patreon.com slash all our nonsense. This is also the Retro Boys Podcast Network and the Derek Lamont Experience YouTube channel. To get these episodes at their original time, uh, when they initially air, please subscribe patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont Experience. You only have to subscribe at the dollar level to get this exclusive audio content. Well, not this exclusive uh, exclusive audio content, but to get it early. There are other... Uh, excuse me, our other shows where you do have to be a Patreon sub to get them. They are exclusive to Patreon. So, again, thank you guys for coming back. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm trying to get this news out here. I'm going to tinker with the release schedule a little bit because I'm doing so much gaming stuff right now. There's also tech stuff. Uh, covered a bit of the Apple Worldwide Developer Conference today on the Derek Lamont Experience Instagram account. So, if you guys are following the Instagram uh, you can check it out over there. If you're not, the link to it is in the episode details, so feel free to stop on by. Watch OS, iPad OS, new MacBook Airs, MacBook uh, Pros, both with the brand new Apple M2 chip look great. CarPlay is getting an update. Um, iOS 16 looks phenomenal. It's going to look really good running on our iPhones. You can now add widgets to the lock screen. You can have multiple lock screens. Your notifications will now go to the bottom of the lock screen. So it looks really cool. Uh, I'm really, really impressed. Part of me wants to download the iOS 16 beta, but there's also the part of me that remembers when I did that, it locked up my phone previously, so I stopped downloading the betas. But if you guys are interested, you can download the beta. I just, I don't know, I wouldn't do it on it. If you, especially if an older iPhone, I wouldn't do it. But anyway, this is Grapple Rap Wrestling News, so let's get fully into it. Um... Whew, what a what a week. The last couple of days, man, have been crazy. I'm going to start this off with uh, some news on Stephanie McMahon. This comes from NoDQ.com. Apparently, people within WWE reportedly wanted to bury Stephanie McMahon on her way out. This is really, really shitty, by the way. As previously noted, WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie McMahon, uh, McMahon, a.k.a. The Boss's Daughter, announced that she will be taking a leave of absence from the majority of her WWE responsibilities. In an article on BusinessInsider.com, author Claire Atkinson wrote about Stephanie's leave of absence and claimed that it was ex executed by her father, Vince McMahon, the organization's 76-year-old CEO. Atkinson also obtained a quote from WWE Source in regards to Stephanie's talk about growth in sponsorship and marketing. Quote, we weren't seeing that growth. When someone is moved out of a company, is usually the result of something not working. We took stronger control of that a few months ago. WWE recently hired Catherine Newman as a new executive vice president and head of marketing. On F4WOnline.com's message board, Dave Milser addressed the business, our in, business Insider article. Milser says, quote, Her leaving was 100% her choice. She had been talking about it to close friends from when Paul had his heart issues. That said, key people in the company, once she was gone, did want to bury her on her way out. That shocked a lot of people, including me and those close to her. When I noted to someone very high in the food chain about the uh, burial starting, they told me that if they did that publicly, it would be career suicide, only to find out they had already started and the burial was going to come from the top. Quote, there's a much bigger story here. Uh, the company outright wanted to bury her here. Something happened after she left. Clearly, the company did a total 180 on her about two weeks after she left. They never even did that for Barrios and Wilson. Here's the thing. As a father... Um, I'm not one for nepotism. I don't think that you should just give your kids a job or give your family member a job or anything like that. They should have to earn it like everyone else. 
However, we know it happens. Um, Vince McMahon is 76 years old. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday night. Raw just went off not too long ago. Um, I will be 40 on this Friday. I've been watching WWF slash WWE product since I was probably five or six years old. So 35 years of my life. To think that Vince would allow somebody to bury somebody who carries his surname, also who birthed him three granddaughters, is very strange. Also, it's really crazy how it went down. Has a, has a son, has a daughter. Shane had three boys. Stephanie had three girls, which is crazy. I never thought about that till exactly right now. Anyhow, Vince is a cold, calculating businessman. And as a dad, I would say there's no fucking way he's allowing this. But also as somebody who's been watching the product their whole life, Vince McMahon is going to be Vince McMahon at the end of the day. I don't know if he had anything to do with this, but again, he's the CEO. Like, they still, all of booking goes through Vince. From my understanding, Vince still approves the catering menu. So... I don't know where I am on this. I think I'm about 50-50. Um, this is really shitty, by the way. She went home to be with her daughters. Her husband's back in the office. And we're all happy that Triple H is back, especially those of us who are tired of what NXT has become. But at the same time, I get why Stephanie took a leave of absence. What's going to be there when she comes back? Is she going to get to come back? That's the question. So this is... This is very interesting. As Dave Meltzer said, there's a lot more to this story than we're being privy to. And at some point, I'm assuming we'll get the rest of it. But for now, this is all we know. and We just have to deal with that. Um, so I want to talk Hell in the Cell really quickly. Um, I just... Okay, number one, having a pay-per-view and now multiple pay-per-views where your world title is not being defended is insane, right? Um, this card was terrible. I'm sorry. Let's just be... Well, it wasn't terrible. Okay. So we had the Raw Women's Championship triple, th ma triple threat match. Bianca Belair defeated Asuka and Becky Lynch. It's actually a really good match. No shade to Bobby Lashley, almost MVP, because I think all those guys are great. Um, what I have a problem with is, let's just get all the black talent to work with the black talent. That's what this feels like, 100%. And I just, for me, I wish they'd have kept the, the Hurt Business together because I love that faction. Especially when you don't have the New Day as a whole because E is out, um, for the foreseeable future. And if, if Big E never came back and wrestled another match, I would have no problem with that. Not because, oh, he doesn't like Big E. That's not it. The guy broke his fucking neck. I'm worried about his future. You know, and if he wants to have a family later on down the line. So that's what I'm worried about. Okay, so Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel. I tweeted this out earlier. I'm going to say it again. This Ezekiel storyline is fucking awful. You couldn't think of any other way to rebrand this guy. When he was the Wanderer or the Drifter or whatever they were calling him, he was just walking through the crowd with the guitar. That was pretty cool. When he came out to be the cocky idiot singing on the microphone, not great, but it was actually quite entertaining. Now it's like, we don't have anything for you. Go home, come up with another gimmick. And all you could come up with is, 
I'm Ezekiel. No, you're Elias. No, I'm Elias' little brother. Who the fuck is booking this crap? Oh, right. Like I said in the last story, all booking goes through Vince McMahon. They stuck this guy out there in fucking trunks and tassels like he was fucking Ultimate Warrior without the face paint. This just looks terrible. And I'm looking at this card and I see a bunch of names that stand out. Kevin Owens. He's worth so much more to this company. And they are throwing him to guys like this. Remember, this is the guy who closed out night one of WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is what he gets? This is terrible. Um, the Judgment Day defeating Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. <laughs> well, WWE, you magnificent bastards. Here's the thing. Putting AJ and Finn anywhere near each other and watching them do a two-sweet, um, it's a tease. It's an absolute tease. Um, every time that they... They come close to making the gesture. We're like, they're going to give us Bullet Club. They can't. They cannot give us Bullet Club. That is a licensed, um, it's an IP. It's a licensed intellectual property of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So they can't. That's why when, when you had AJ and you brought in Gallows and Anderson, all they could say was the club. Like, and at that point, I'm just like, just don't even fucking do it because it's not the Bullet Club. It's not going to be the Bullet Club unless Vince was to cut a deal with New Japan New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're not going to get the Bullet Club. And clearly, he didn't do that, and Vince wasn't interested in that. So they do this. They run it back again. Sands, Doc, Gallows, and Carl Machine Gun Anderson. Shout out to Machine Gun. Um... But it's just AJ and Finn this time. And then you bring in Liv Morgan because she's feuding with Rhea Ripley. All right, whatever. I've been very vocal about the fact that I was never an Edge guy. I respect his work, but I was just never an Edge guy. I'm not a fan of Damian Priest. I'm going to be completely honest about that. And Rhea Ripley, I think, is very fucking talented. I just don't know what they're going to do with her. So then they put them together in this, this, um, this faction. I'm like, all right, whatever. So they win last night. So that brings us to today. Balor comes out. We we get this announcement. I see it on Twitter. We're all like, Edge is adding somebody else to Judgment Day tonight. Who the fuck is it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who? 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 Fucking Finn comes out. And I was like, okay, you know what? All this, I was like, everybody's like, this is stupid. I'm like, I don't know. I remember, I, I remember him when he was Prince Devitt in the Bullet Club and... Heel Finn is not a bad thing, so I'm 100% with this. I leave the room, I come back, and they're beating the shit out of Edge. And I'm like, wait a fucking minute. They did all this to get Edge over? Like, the guy's in the fucking WWE Hall of Fame. This was totally unnecessary. And then, I thought, wait a minute. So Edge is out of Judgment Day. So Finn's in charge of this faction? Now I'm kind of fucking all in on this thing. I, I can't lie to you guys, so... I'm interested to see where they go with this, but uh, it's been a wild ride, but guess what? You're not going to make me an edge guy. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. I'm still going to feel the way I feel about uh, Adam Copeland right now. Edge will always just be edge, you know, um, but whatever. I don't know. It, it was 
it's a pretty quick from to go from April first and second WrestleMania to what is today June sixth. I'm recording this on Monday night. There we go. Like and and the build to his heel turn started when AJ when Edge needed a WrestleMania opponent and him and AJ started going at it. Okay, so they did this all in a matter of uh, two and a half months. Not bad. But you don't need to do that to put Edge over. The guy's in the Hall of Fame. You know, like I said. Uh, the U.S. Championship match, Theory versus Mustafa Ali. They're just basically punishing Ali. Let's call it what it is. You know, let's just fucking call it what it is. Theory, I'm sorry. I'm sure the guy's a really nice guy. I want wrestling. I don't want your promo and your TikTok followers being a part of that. That's bullshit. It's just like this thing where... Apparently, record labels are refusing to release artists' new music unless the artist gets a a trending video on TikTok using the song. Like, this, this is fucking ridiculous. Apparently, he's, like, you know, I don't know if it was kayfabe or it's real that he's, like, really high up in Vince McMahon's favor or not, but I don't know. We'll see. And then, of course, Madcap Moss versus uh, Happy Corbin. No. You're, like... Bailey is still not on television, but we're getting ridiculous amounts of fucking Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin. They haven't figured out the women's tag title situation, and they wanted to blame it all on Sasha and Naomi. The more this shit goes on, everybody's like, you know what? I think Sasha and Naomi Banks were hey, Sasha Banks and Naomi were right. And I was like, yeah, dumbass. We try to tell y'all that from the get go. Yet we're getting a bunch of Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin. Charlotte's off on her honeymoon. With Andrade, and um, AEW is is still, you know, top-tier shit right now. And I can't get Bailey back on TV. There's a lot of things we want we can't get. But let's just fucking give him Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Like, that'll tie them over. No, it won't. This is, like, I, I'm glad this, this feud is over, right? Like, please tell me this fucking feud is over. I don't want to see any more of this. And then, of course, we had the American Nightmare versus Seth freaking Rollins, Cody Rhodes. And, whew, Cody took off his jacket, his robe, whatever you want to call it. And I, the bruising we all saw, and everybody was like, this is fucking crazy. Cody tore his pectoral muscle on his right, his right pec. Um, anybody remember that picture of Hunter when he tore his pec? yeah. White people bruise very easily. I hate to say it like that, but it's the truth. Light, lighter black people bruise very easily. People who, are, who have lighter skin are going to bruise. I'm dark enough to where, like, you you really have to beat the living piss out of me to see me bruise. You just don't see it. I've torn quite a few muscles, be, but because I'm so dark, you can't see it. Um, This thing looks hellacious, and he wrestled. An entire match, a Hell in a Cell match, might I add, with this thing. And then came out on Raw and, you know, talked about it. And Seth came out and said, I don't, I still don't like you, but you earned my respect after last night. And I hate to say it, but last night Dusty's baby boy made him very, very proud. And, of course, Seth was uh, one of Dusty's guys in NXT. Seth was the very first NXT champion. And Cody seemed very thankful about that. And, and I'm sure that this was, like, genuine on Seth's behalf. Of course, Seth went back through Gorilla and then came back out and hit Cody with the sledgehammer. 
that's how you write somebody off of television, right? Uh, Cody Express wanting to be back in time to win Money in the Bank. Obviously, the the injury, everybody's like, there's no way he's wrestling Money in the Bank. I'm like, look at that fucking torn pack. You can see the bruising. There's no way he's ready for the, the next pay-per-view. That's just not possible, right? And when Seth came out with the sledgehammer, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is how you write him off TV. Cody Rhodes... Coming back at the Royal Rumble, I think, is a possibility. I don't think you bring him back for SummerSlam. Obviously, he's not going to be healthy enough. Survivor Series, no, and that doesn't even need to be a thing anymore. Like, I will forever die on that hill. Survivor Series is the most unneeded fucking WWE pay-per-view. Other than Hell in a Cell, because literally you have a pay-per-view named after the structure, and there was one Hell in a Cell match on the card. Like, make it make sense. But whatever. Um... I could definitely see Cody coming back at the Rumble, winning, and then either facing, because again, you didn't have your world title, either of them defended on this pay-per-view, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Roman, um, will Roman still be champion at, at WrestleMania next year, who knows, could it be Seth Rollins, could we get, you know, Rhodes versus Rollins 4 at, at WrestleMania next year, that would be very interesting, but... Uh, as of this morning, Cody Rhodes is slated to undergo surgery to repair his torn pectoral muscle this Thursday morning. So, there you go with that. Um, it just sucks. Like, he gave so much, and, and here we are. Um, but uh, to Cody, speedy recovery, buddy. Um, you got some fucking balls to appear in that match because, yow. That thing looks fucking terrible. Moving right along to our folks over at All Elite Wrestling. Uh, this is going to be a run of AEW stuff. We're going to start with MJF, the best hill in the business, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, as seen during the June 1st, 2022 edition of AEW Dynamite, MJF cut a promo about the situation between himself and President Tony Khan. If you heard last week's episode, I have the audio of that promo at the end of the episode. MJF claimed that Khan had been holding, had been hoarding money to sign former WWE stars that can't lace his boots, and he also called Khan a fucking mark. According to Mike Jug, uh, Johnson of PWInsider.com, a source noted that there was an edict issue to remove MJ from MJF from all the pro, excuse me, all promotional spots and commercials for AEW programming moving forward. Johnson wrote the following. Quote, MJF is currently being edited out of any TBS and TNT spots he appears in with different AEW footage replacing him. We are told that the existing spots with MJF have been officially pulled, but it's possible some may still pop up as they transition to the newer spots. Uh, in addition to removing MJF from ShopAEW.com and AEW's official roster page, the company has also unfollowed him on social media outlets. Okay, there's questions on if this was a work or if this was a shoot. I can't tell now, but I will tell you this. This is extremely reminiscent of the Sasha Naomi situation because what did WWE do? They took Sasha out of the then, now, forever intro to the shows. You go to the superstar section on the website, Sasha and Naomi aren't there. You go to, to the WWE shop, their merchandise is not there. It feels like the same exact thing. Everybody's like, this is a work, this is a work in both situations. This feels like a shoot. I don't know what compelled Max to get out there and say what he said, but if what we're hearing is correct and that Tony Khan is only paying Max $60,000 a year, he's grossly fucking underpaid. I'd be upset too. I don't know if I'd have gone on TV and voiced my frustration that way. 
His contract's up in 2024. So he's still, he can't even lay everybody's like, well, he can go to WWE. Not until 2024. What is he going to do till then? At the same time, he's one of, if not the biggest star on AEW's roster. He's going to go to WWE and get lost in the shuffle. Everybody's like, he's too big for that. He's too good for that. Yeah. I just told you guys, Kevin Owens hasn't held a world title in five years, I think. Seth Rollins, maybe in about four years. Something like that. These are two of the top performers. Seth Rollins just gave us a trilogy of matches at the last three pay-per-views with Cody Rhodes. And he does not have a title around his waist. What do you think they're going to do to Maxwell Jacob Friedman? That's all I'm saying. So, I don't know how this one's going to play out. Now, more on the situation. Um, it was apparently Warner Brothers who told AEW to remove MJF from the promos. Um... I'm sorry, again, this goes from Mike Johnson. Um, Warner Discovery Media apparently reached out to Tony and told him to remove him. So at the end of the promo, he begged Khan to fire him before calling him a fucking mark, which was bleeped out. The screen went black going into commercial, and the segment, segment was not mentioned again. For those of you who think it was a work. Well, here's the thing. I know they say a lot... Jade Cargill comes out every time they cut a promo and tells uh, Tony Schiavone to cut the shit, right? They're not afraid of cursing on on TBS and TNT. They probably don't want anybody saying the fuck word, right? But they're saying shit, damn hell, etc. Just can't drop an F-bomb is what this means to me. Again, if this guy's only being, being paid $60,000 a year... I get why he's upset because he's one of the reasons I tune into Dynamite every week. Um, if this came from Warner Discovery, this is not a work. This is 100% a shoot. I don't know what's going to happen from here. Um, your guess is as good as mine, but this is absolutely insane going forward, I got to say. Now, continuing with this, CM Punk confronted MJF off-air following the promo. Uh, Punk pursued MJF after a reportedly frustrated star delivered his own rendition of a pipe bomb promo on the June 1st episode of Dynamite. MJF left no stone, unt stone unturned as he went out to express his frustrations in front of a raucous house at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. The young AEW star delivered a fiery promo that spoke to his own star power and disparaged AEW president Tony Khan. The segment ended with Freeman getting bleeped by the censors as he spewed profanities. The feed cut to black and went to commercial shortly after. Twitter user at FadeAwayLeBron captured an off-air segment that occurred during the post-promo commercial break where Punk came out to seemingly speak with MJF. Freeman abruptly, abruptly left the ring and made an exit through the crowd. Following Dynamite, Dave Meltzer speculated during wrestler, Wrestling Observer Radio that this could be setting up a match between Punk and MJF AEW All Out. More on that in a second. There's several ways that this could make sense as Punk and MJF just recently finished an over six month program with one another. With Punk being the new flag bearer for AEW as a champion, it would only seem fitting that he'd come out to defend the AEW letters in a leadership fashion. During his promo, MJF did bring up the money he wasn't being paid in comparison to ex WWE guys like CM Punk and implied that Khan was infatuated with former talent that worked for Vince McMahon. Um, I don't, I'm not saying this is Tony Khan, but 
doesn't this sound a lot like WCW when they kept just buying WWE guys for Nitro? Sounds the same. I think Tony Khan's a lot more intelligent than the guys that were running WCW. Although they had great wrestling minds in the building, they didn't exactly have great TV minds. So it's not exactly the same thing, but it kind of feels reminiscent. Um, It was an AEW where MJF scratched and clawed his own way to stardom, only to be paid less than what certain talent gets. He said Khan should be sitting behind the guardrail with fans before telling his boss to fire him. MJF leaning into the shoot aspects of the situation and then airing those grievances for all of network television to see created a great deal of talk from fans and colleagues alike. Um, Not going to lie, I kind of thought it was a work. I'm not going to lie. But the more and more this shit goes on, I'm like, okay, you know what? This might be a shoot. Now, getting to our good friend Philip Jack Brooks, a.k.a. the best in the world, a.k.a. CM Punk. Punk's run as AEW World Champion has hit an early bump in the road. Just five days after becoming champion, the 43-year-old Punk announced on Friday night's episode of Rampage that he suffered an injury that will require surgery. Punk is not relinquishing the AEW World Championship, but an interim champion will be crowned in his absence. Punk described the injury as being a broken will. He promised to return bigger, faster, stronger, and hungrier than ever before. Um... With tears in his eyes, Punk addressed the crowd on Rampage. He told the fans he had both good and bad news for them. Quote, the bad news is I'm injured and I need surgery. A couple of things are broken. The biggest one is my heart because I love nothing more than performing for all of you. And I wanted to go on a hell of a run. That's the bad news, Punk said. Remember, Summer of Punk, uh, 2011 W... Oh, excuse me. We had the Summer of Punk and Ring of Honor. Summer of Punk and WWE. We thought we were getting the Summer of Punk here in AEW. Not quite. Quote, the good news is I can still do all that. I told you I was going to go until the wheels fall off. Well, the wheels are still there. They haven't fallen off. It's just that one of them happens to be broken. But I've come back from worse. I felt better than I feel today, but I'm here to tell you that I've also felt a hell of a lot worse. This is a bump in the road. It hurts. It hurts like hell. I want to wrestle for you. Again, Punk won the AEW World Championship from Adam Hangman Page in the main event of Double or Nothing on Sunday. Punk then suffered the injury on Dynamite this Wednesday. He teamed with FTR to defeat Mac, Max Caster, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn on the show. The interim AEW World Champion will be crowned at AEW and New Japan's co-promoted Forbidden Door pay-per-view on Sunday, June 26th, which I cannot wait for. This is going to be mage major. AEW has announced that a battle royal will open Dynamite next Wednesday. When you guys hear this, hear this Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, with the winner advancing to face John Moxley in the main event of the episode later that night. The winner of that match will face either Hiroshi Tanashi or Hiroki Goto in the interim title bout at Forbidden Door. NJPW stars Tanashi and Goto are facing each other at NJPW's Dominion event on Sunday, June 12th, to decide the other competitor for the interim AEW World title match. Tanashi was originally slated to challenge Punk at Forbidden Door. So... <laughs> They're going to have an interim champion. Punk will still be the champion, but he's on the shelf, so we'll have an interim champion. So, again, remember when I said Summer of Punk? Remember where Punk won the WWE title and left? And then had one belt, and John Cena won the WWE title, and then they had to face each other to see who was the real champion? Or remember when Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, had the Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship? And Shawn Michaels also did, and then Shawn Michaels left, and then it was like, well, who's the real champion? Yeah, it feels like this. That worked in that day and age. 
and even a little bit in 2011, but it's 2022. The internet is always evolving. Twitter never goes to sleep. So I just don't know if this is a great idea. Um, Finn Balor won the WWE Universal Champion. He was the very first Universal Champion. He won, uh, I believe it was at SummerSlam, and he had to come out the very next night on Raw and relinquish the title because he had torn his shoulder. Um, these things happen. I want to see Punk going to run as much as anybody else, but again, these things happen, so I don't know. Speaking of other... Jesus Christ. Other injured talent in AEW. Um, television champion, a.k.a. AEW. Um, Jesus Christ, my mouse is going crazy. Um, AEW TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, reveals he is suffering from strained muscle. As in who the hell is not hurt. Last Friday's episode of AEW Rampage saw AEW TNT champion Scorpio Sky success successfully defend his AEW championship against Dante Martin, the show's main event. Sky took to his Twitter one day after his successful AEW TNT title defense and revealed that he went into the AEW TNT title match with his knee bothering him and he would unfortunately strain his muscle during the opening moments of the match. Sky also revealed that his right leg was useless from that point on, but despite that being in SoCal and competing in his hometown... Felt amazing, even on one leg. He hopes that it's nothing serious and he will be back to defend his championship soon. There's no word yet on the severity of Scorpio Sky's injury and how long he will be out of action if he would be put on the shelf, but updates will be provided once it's been made available. Scorpio Sky is currently in his second reign as the TNT champion, a.k.a. the television champion, as I like to call it because I'm an old-school wrestling guy, after beating the Spanish god Sammy Guerra in a ladder match on April 27th episode of AEW Dynamite. Um... So, you got your world champion on the shelf, and now you're going to have an interim champion, and you have your men's television champion injured as well. But they haven't mentioned anything about any sort of interim television champion, aka interim uh, TNT champion. So, I would imagine that he's not going to be out that long, presumably, right? Um... I I tell you what, let's just go ahead and run this down. I saw this earlier and I was like, holy fucking shit. Do you want to know who is all injured over at AEW? Well, if you didn't, I'm going to tell you any fucking way. List of currently injured AEW talent. Kenny Omega, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Orange Cassidy, Scorpio Sky, Sammy Guerra, Jeff Hardy, Anthony Bowens, Darius Martin and also MJF is off of programming right now. Um, this list alone is what leads me to believe that the Tony Khan MJF situation is 100% a shoot and not a work because you're not going to sit one of your best earners on the shelf when you got these other guys out. CM Punk, one of the best wrestlers of all time in my opinion. Daniel Bryan, or I'm sorry, Brian Danielson, equally fucking talented. Kenny Omega, one of the best in the world. Adam Cole, very underappreciated in my opinion, also one of the best on the planet. Orange Cassidy, super fucking dope. Scorpio Sky, awesome. Jeff Hardy, fucking legend, right? Sammy Guerva, young, talented, up-and-coming guy. Anthony Bowens, dope, Darius Smart. There's a lot of fucking talent on this list. And MJF is sitting on the shelf. 
That's why I 100% believe that it's a shoot. It is not a work. That is 100% real. Um, as far as what they're going to do, I don't know. I hope everything works out for all parties involved. But, you know, you can never be too sure. So, I don't know where we're heading going forward on WWE as well as AEW. Because, again, Roman hasn't defended those belts since WrestleMania. Um, you got Theory as the U.S. champion. That belt sucks. The Intercontinental champion is our good friend Ricochet. That belt sucks. I just, I hate the fact that they redid those belts. Um, the women's tag belts, vacant. Nobody cares about them at this point. They need a mid-card title for the women. Um, Stephanie McMahon is out. Everything is in fucking shambles right now. And all just before I turn 40. So happy birthday to me. Anyway. I'm going to go ahead and put a bow on this thing. I need to get some rest, among other things. I'm going to end this like I end every other podcast. Believe in yourself first and foremost, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. As always, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. That's my time for today. I got to go. Peace out. I am C.M. Punk. <laughs>